Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Walk. This is going to be part two of my apologetic series. Part one was in the last episode, we talked about proof of Jesus's resurrection, which therefore validated the Bible. And this week, we are going to be talking about how science in the universe proves that God created the universe. For this episode, I'm going to be listing a lot of different facts and facts that are found within science about the universe. And uh, for those of you who might be wondering, well, if there's so many facts that prove that God created the universe, how are there still atheists or how are there still other religions? And what I have to say to that is that people have to have a will to want to, to believe in God. You know, facts can be all around them, but people will find any different way possible to try to suggest that there might be something else or, uh, I don't know, that doesn't seem reasonable. And so if you're listening to this and you don't believe in God, uh, I would just suggest for you to have an open heart and an open mind and to you know consider the possibility that, okay, these are facts and they lead to a possibility of there being a God that created the universe. And if you don't have that will in your heart, then there's nothing that I can say to convince you. That's just up to the Holy Spirit. That's between you and God. And to you, it's just between you and you. But uh, hopefully you can learn something new from this episode. There's a lot of really fun, exciting things that are just amazing. And so let's get right into it. A couple of years ago, if you asked me, how do you know God is real? I would have just responded, well, because I just know it. I can feel it, and that's enough. Now, while an encounter with the Holy Spirit is more than enough for a believer to justify their faith, it might not be the best evidence to someone who can't feel the same thing. If that's the case, then how are we supposed to defend our faith when we are confronted with doubt, confusion, and even opposition? Do we just sit back and hope they have some life-changing experience that causes them to turn to God and realize they had it wrong the whole time? Or do we take action and provide evidence that the Lord has shown us about the beauty that He has created? Today I'm going to be explaining several pieces of evidence, not just theories, that all lead to one conclusion, that God created the universe and is still in control of it today. In junior high, I was always told that the Big Bang Theory was in opposition to how Christians believe the universe began. So when I got into science class and sat in my chair and, you know, all the classmates came in and we started getting into the talks about evolution and all that sort of stuff. Teachers started talking about how the universe began and the Big Bang Theory. I would just tune out. It didn't include God, so I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I know, you know, with school, the state, you know, you're not supposed to have God within teaching. But that if that's not what I believed, so I, I didn't really want to hear the other side. Now looking back, I wish I would have paid more attention. If I did, I would have realized that the Big Bang provides more than beyond a reasonable doubt that God created the universe. I want to start out by describing what the Big Bang was. Most of you know this, but for you know reference, let's just talk about it real quick. The Big Bang was the creation of space, time, and matter, which were the building blocks for the universe. It happened at one time, and it came from nothing, not from a small point, not from you know, 0.1 decimals of an atom, it came from absolutely nothing. One important scientific law that we will be using in this discussion is the law of causality. The law of causality states that anything that has a beginning or a change in nature 
had a cause. For example, if I see hoof prints in the mud while walking through a forest, it wasn't by natural evolution or, you know, weird earthly circumstances that those prints happened to be there. It is known that some kind of animal caused those hoof prints. Now, I didn't see the animal walk by, but I see the hoof prints. The law of causality states that that's enough evidence to prove that something walked there. If somebody says that they do not think the law of causality is true, ask them what caused them to come to that conclusion. In discussing the Big Bang, the creation of the natural world, it must be scientifically accurate that it had a cause. Now, knowing that the creation of the natural world was the beginning of space, matter, and time, what caused the natural world must be spaceless, timeless, and immaterial. It is my belief that that's a pretty accurate description of the Christian God. In discussing the evidence of God's creation today, we'll be using the acronym SURGE, S-U-R-G-E, which is described in Dr. Frank Turek and Dr. Norman L. Geisler's book, I Do Not Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. First comes the letter S, the second law of thermodynamics. This law states that the universe is running out of usable energy. Now think about that for a second. How could we be running out of usable energy if our universe is eternal? This is referring to the atheist belief that the universe did not start from the Big Bang, that the universe is actually eternal and it's, it's always been. There was no start. But if we're running out of usable energy, then it's certain that there was at one point in time that the energy was created. This is exciting proof of the Big Bang. If it does prove the bang, Big Bang though, how does it prove God? Think about it this way. Someone has to fill up their car with gas before the car can actually run out of gas. In this case, God filled the universe with energy during his creation. The U stands for the universe is expanding. Scientists have found that the universe is constantly expanding. Knowing this, it is reasonable to say at one point it came from nothing. The R stands for radiation from the Big Bang. This piece of evidence was found on accident by two scientists who noted, noticed a strange amount of radiation being detected on their antenna. This event led them to the discovery of the afterglow effect that was caused from the Big Bang explosion. The G stands for Great Galaxy Seeds. A satellite called COBE found ripples in the galaxy that showed that the explosion and expansion of the universe were precisely tweaked to cause just enough matter to congregate to allow galaxy formation, but not enough to cause the universe to collapse on itself. Talk about a god who is in control. And lastly, the E stands for Einstein's theory of general relativity, which demands that space, time, and matter are interdependent. This means you cannot have one without the other. You know, that's perfect evidence for what I discussed earlier about how God being supernatural would be the only reasonable explanation for the creation of the natural. Now, this is all more than enough evidence to prove that the Big Bang occurred and that God was the cause of it. But even if this is true, how do we know God is still in control today and didn't just let the world play out? We can see the answer to this through several anthropic constants, which are facts that show our universe is just stable enough to sustain life. One states that the Earth's atmosphere is comprised of about 21% oxygen. If it were 25%, fires would erupt spontaneously. And if it were 15%, humans would all suffocate. That doesn't sound fun at all. Just that fact in and of itself is amazing. But wait, there's more. 
If the atmosphere were less transparent, not enough solar radiation would reach the Earth's surface. If it were more, we would be bombarded with solar radiation. Also, if the moon and Earth's gravitational interaction was greater than it currently is, then tidal effects on the oceans, atmosphere, and the rotational period would be too severe. If it were less, orbital changes would cause climate instability. In addition to this, if the CO2 levels in our planet were higher, it would cause a runway greenhouse effect, which would cause all of us to burn up, and if it were less, then the plants would not be able to efficiently maintain photosynthesis, moreover causing us to suffocate, which again, does not sound fun at all. If our gravitational force was altered by the slightest decimal, the sun would not exist, and neither would we. Some other constants are the centrifugal force of planetary movements, the rate at which the universe expanded, the speed of light, the existence of Jupiter to use its gravitational field to protect us from space material, the precise thickness of the Earth's crust, the degree at which the Earth is tilted, the rate at which lightning is discharged, and the perfect amount of seismic activity. Just one of these anthropic constants on its own would be seen as a miracle, but there are 122 in all working together at once. Like I said before, talk about a God who is in control. And after all, he is a personal God because he made the choice to create the universe. And an impersonable force does not have the ability to make choices. Knowing this, it is gratifying to know that God is holding everything together so that we may have the opportunity to know him and to serve him. Now I would be lying if I said I knew 100% by facts that God created the universe. This is because I do not know everything. Shocker, right? I have not experienced everything. And last but not least, I am not God. So in discussing or debating this topic, it's important to discuss what evidence leads to a higher probability. Is it more probable that God made something out of nothing or that nothing created everything out of nothing? After all of this evidence discussed, I believe that God created the universe. Now don't worry. You no longer have to explain why, how God is only real because you can feel it. Now, you can use science. If you made it to the end, thank you for listening to this episode. If you have any questions about any of these facts or you just have certain theories or opinions about something, you can actually shoot me a DM on the Walk Podcast Instagram, which is at the.walk.podcast. So go ahead and just DM me your thoughts, your questions. If you have any ideas of future episodes that you would like to hear, I would be more than happy to answer those. And in addition to that, our next episode will be over the existence of morality and how the fact that people have morals is proof of the existence of a God. If you want to hear more about that, stay tuned for the next episode. Once again, thank you for listening. Have a great week.